0: Namaste and welcome to the Modern Mystic Podcast where we are exploring the mystical in the mundane and the magic in the present moment, bringing you ancient tools and technologies into modern day living, yoga, mythic and healing conversations with expert and visionary powerhouses sharing their stories and secrets with you to help you live an inspired life. My name is Kilkenny, the host of the Modern Mystic podcast. And today I am so excited to be sharing with you about the throat chakra, the fifth chakra in the chakra system. Miles Davis said, sometimes it takes you a long time to sound like yourself. (laughs) And I love this quote, Because it truly imbues the wisdom, truth, and healing medicine of the throat chakra. As I mentioned in my overview episode of the chakras, that's episode 16, chakras, the rainbow bridge inside of you. We all have each of these seven chakras, aka energy processing centers, within us where we digest all of the experiences of our lives due to the unique nature of our experiences. And for those of us who believe in past lives and karma, there is considered debris, baggage, aka samskaras, from these lifetimes within our chakras as well. And if you don't, that's okay, because you know that the combination of traumas and challenges you've had in this lifetime alone are very different than anyone you know. And the totality of your life's experiences, whether quote-unquote good or bad, or easy, quote-unquote hard, and everything in between, are processed through your chakra system, which lives at the intersectionality of your physical body, your psyche slash mental body, and your pranic, energetic body. and. You can go back again and listen to episode 16 to hear all the juicy details about the chakra system in its entirety. And so there are certain themes, issues, and and life lessons that live in select chakras that are going to be more lit up for you due to your life experience ranging from childhood through adulthood. And I love talking about this chakra. Why? You might think. Well, because one, I'm talking and there's an irony there. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I feel like the throat chakra is one of the more less talked about chakras. Maybe because we live in such a fervently and Feverishly paced society, everyone feels the need to get grounded with the first chakra, which is a collective deep need. Or perhaps the seventh chakra, which in this series will come out uh, about a month from now, that has to do with enlightenment and awareness and self realization. And most of our listeners are more about living a, a more mindful and woke life. The third chakra is all about our personal power, and the second about sex. And so everyone wants to hear about those topics, it seems. (laughs) And those episodes, the first, second, third, and fourth, have already been released, and so you can check those out as well. But I have a particular penchant for the fifth throat chakra. As for me, it has been one of the chakras that life has invited me to interface with the most. And really, in doing so, my relationship with it has taught me many things for which I am deeply grateful. When I was a child, purportedly, though it's only a faint echo of a memory for me, I apparently didn't speak the first half of kindergarten. (laughs) And at the mid-year conference, my teacher at the time told my parents, if I didn't start speaking, that she would have to hold me back. A whole year and then I'd have to repeat kindergarten again. So my parents conferred and wisely decided to put me into a gymnastics class as I wasn't formally doing anything physical and apparently it really really shifted me and pretty much instantaneously I began to speak in school. Now I don't really remember all of this and like me There are so many experiences that you've had in this life that your unconscious knows about, that lives dormant within you, that have affected your seven chakras. But I do encourage you all to think back to your childhood. And if you know any stories about it, pre-memory, pre-conscious memory, then maybe consider, contemplate how they are connected with your experience of yourself and your life today and how these themes relate to specific chakras and the rainbow bridge overall. You could even ask people who were with you when you were young and maybe an interesting insight or story will reveal itself as you consider this chakra healing, expedition, exploration. (laughs) One interesting aspect of my story is that it reveals how when you positively work with one chakra, it can benefit another. Like my one brief interlude of one beginner's gymnastics class, categorized by an empowered physical activity, would be balancing for my root chakra, as root chakra is all about healthy embodiment, coming into our own bodies, In aligned ways. But also it's illuminating for my third chakra because it has to do with one's personal power and individuality, which that kind of class has overtones of. And so both of these help in turn heal my fifth chakra. So the chakra system truly is a rainbow bridge. And one part of a bridge we know intrinsically connects to another. So like if you're going over a bridge and you see like a hole or a part of the bridge that is dilapidated, you know that might compromise the whole bridge and you might have a pause or two about the bridge. You definitely have the yearning for it to be fixed if you traverse it daily. (laughs) And so it's interesting to contemplate and support all of the chakras. And then with that said, it's also interesting to consider Which chakras might you find the most lessons in? Which chakras are in need of your attention the most? Like with me, there are some that are more leading actors over the course of your whole life, or maybe simply certain epochs of your life in this play of consciousness, in this play of life. And then there are some that are perhaps more like best supporting actors, When we notice the chakras that are imbalanced in some way, and we do the work to heal them and bring them into more homeostasis on an ongoing basis as a practice, like we modern mystics implement and move towards practices, this is our superhero power. I have an episode, one of my early ones, what does it mean to be a modern mystic about this topic, and it's a brief one. 30 minutes and so that's definitely one that's been really popular and you can check that out but as you work on practices towards balancing your own chakras then like me your imbalanced chakra and your wounds actually become sources for some of the most important ways that you can serve this world i went from a kid not speaking to anyone someone who's taught and spoken to over a thousand people live at a time and now of course so lucky to be speaking to thousands of you. So I hold my own personal work that I've done surrounding this throat chakra and my commitment to its practices and to the knowledge that I have about it now the result of this boon and blessing of this chakra journey. Sometimes it takes you a long time to sound like yourself. The veracity and truth of this statement cannot be underestimated. No matter how big or how small you feel like your voice is, no matter how hazy or clear you feel like your voice is, the world has never needed it more and you are indubitably in the never-ending process until you leave this body of developing your own unique voice, whether you like it or not. So you might as well develop it consciously and fashion it in the desired direction of your passions and your purpose. As humans, we are communicating and receiving communications, right? Constantly, particularly in this modern age. This has never been the case more through our mouths, we communicate if we're lucky enough to verbalize, and through our ears, if we're lucky enough to hear. And if you're like me, who has been around people who cannot do one or both of these things, it really is such a gift. And I'm here to be a gentle reminder to remember this gift of speaking, of hearing. We all take it for granted, those of us who have it, and it really is something to practice not taking for granted. So this chakra implicates, as I'm alluding to, and interfaces, not just with our throats, but with our ears and our noses, as well as the throats, which Western medicine, of course, has recognized and connected. We have our ENT doctors who work in this area as one cohesive unit this chakra then has to do with our right to speak and our right to hear the truth. It is the energy hub center of communication and where we process and take in all of the verbal communication. Its name in Sanskrit, the Indian language and culture from which this system was midwife, is called Vishuddha, which means literally, purification or refinement and so it speaks to making both our speech and how we hear and listen a formal practice a practice of mindfulness often as westerners if you are a westerner listening and if not consider how you feel with what i'm about to say but often, for the Westerners, the word purification or purity gets a bad rap these days, and I honor this, especially with the history you know rooted in Puritanical systems, societies, and cultures that have created you know philosophies and actions even of deep collective wounding. Yet, the noun purification shows up often in various yogic texts and other ancient wisdom texts around the world, and if one looks it up, it means, one, the removal of contaminants from something, i.e., like water purification. Two, the process of extracting something from a substance, like the purification of DNA from any sample pipe. Three, the process of making something spiritually or ceremonially clean and clearly itself. And so when we are evolving, healing, and working with this chakra, these ideas of removing contaminants from what we say or hear, finding the essence of something with what we say or hear, and making what we say or hear spiritually clean, and clearly itself are very powerful notions and potent contemplations. So I invite you right now to take a moment and simply touch your throat gently if it feels safe to do so. And then four times, and I say four because four is divisible by 16 And 16 is the number of petals on this energetic chakra. So four times, silently or loud, repeat your own name. Our names are so intrinsically, deeply connected with who we feel we are that there's an automatic veracity and truth that instantly arises when one says one's name. This is a little hack I learned when I was a director in the theater world. Because when an artist or an actor is trying to connect to one's creative truth as an actor saying lines, one thing one can do is say one's own name and then begin to say their lines. For an actor is not really trying to lie to an audience but actually anchor into and harness one's own truth and then alchemize it into the character and that's the the secret knowledge of great performing and acting specifically this refers to the quote unquote purification meaning the connection to who we really are and the voice that is really ours the Vishuddha Chakra is about this truth, our right to speak and our right to hear the truth. So if we grew up in a family and there were some various issues going on and yet the undercurrent of the understanding within the family was we don't really discuss those type of things in our family this would disrupt the healthy development of this chakra. Another interesting thing is there's the collective wounding of this chakra, which would be under a certain system, like say a government lying to its people, not offering clear communication, manipulation as a collective. And this of course could be a whole episode unto itself. So I won't be doing that today but that's something to chew on for sure. The collective wounding, and then the individual wounding of this chakra, which creates imbalances. So as I mentioned, the the basic right of this chakra is to speak, to speak and to hear the truth. It's psychologically about communicating. And the element associated with this chakra is sound, rhythmic pulsation, In yoga, there's a term for this undulating sound in the universe called spanda. And it's considered the most common denominational energy in the entire universe. And there are are copious texts written about it and its wisdom and profundity. But the spandic energy is pulsation and it's said to expand and contract And it lives within every cell and within every being and is reflected in the beating of our hearts, in the rhythmic waves of our blood. That's in the microcosm of ourselves. It's said to be reflected and manifested in the outer macrocosm in the form of waves lapping in and out like the tides that wash over the beaches and the sun rise up and down so many places in nature and within ourselves we can pull on these threads of the pulsating energy within and without and contemplating them but this is really the element quote unquote associated with this chakra more subtle right not earth water fire air though within earth, water, fire, and air. So as we move up into the upper chakras, above the fourth heart center chakra, which is like the keystone chakra, some of these philosophies and notions and energies and understanding are more of a energetic, philosophical, intellectual nature and overtones. Like even words we can't grab on to, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> The color associated with this chakra is blue, and blue vibrates at a quicker rate, scientifically, than say red, the root chakra color, right? It's much more quick in its energy and vibration. So surrounding yourself with blue things, coming into relationship more with blue, or perhaps if you crave blue, it helps heal, and appease any wounding of this chakra or perhaps you have a very balanced throat chakra relatively speaking and you love blue and that's part of a reflection of that balance and health. From a child development perspective this chakra would start to burgeon in its blossoming from seven years old to 12 years old and it's all about creativity and creative expression. So if the previous stages of development have happened in the first, second, third, fourth chakras, and they've gone pretty well, then a child understands the basic relationship of oneself and of the world. And the child is filled up to a healthy extent, emotionally, energetically, and now desires to move towards and into acts of creativity. The idea of giving something back, of offering something back from one's own unique self that's been healthily developed and refined and clarified. So it's a period of expansion, creativity, as I mentioned, experimentation, and play in the way of one's creative forces and juices. Supporting a child in this age range the child's curiosity and creativity and self-expression is so important and so beautiful and such a gift to a child of this age range. When we come into adulthood, we revisit each chakra, and it's not always in a linear fashion as it is when we are developing them through childhood. But when we're adults, it's similarly about creative and personal expression, and it could manifest as creating a business, building one's own house, any kind of works of art and contributions to society, because there's so many ways to be creative when we're adulting. And this is the exciting thing about adulting. You know, we can be creative with a law. We can be creative with cooking. We can be creative when we're teaching a yoga class or when we're an entrepreneur so it's the understanding that creativity is not this very limited conservative viewpoint and vantage point. Really, creativity and offering our creativity in our own unique ways, with our own unique skill sets, is the work and the gift and the healing empowerment of this chakra. The chakra challenge is lies. So often when this is experience that one has been lied to, it's using creativity in a darker, misaligned way. And so that would be a real wounding of this chakra, being lied to, having things not shared and disclosed, and would definitely affect this chakra. And it would affect it in the ways of creating an imbalance. Any stressors or traumas do. So as I mentioned, lies, or even mixed messages, would impact this chakra in the way of it developing and being balanced any kind of verbal abuse that someone receives in a consistent way or even one traumatic time or an overall consistent yelling in childhood or being constantly criticized by someone in your sphere that blocks creativity you know there's constructive criticism when it's asked for however In general, criticism blocks creativity. And sometimes we do that to ourselves, right? We're highly self-critical and that blocks creative flow and magic. Secrets and even like threats for telling secrets would be a stress to this chakra. Overly authoritarian parents or an alcoholic dependent or chemically dependent family member would also impact this chakra. I already mentioned the idea of in communities or families about not to talk about certain things, one is seeing or hearing, that impacts this chakra greatly. And so if those stressors or traumas happen, then an excess within oneself can happen. And an excess would look like Too much talking, (laughs) talking as a defense mechanism. And also that often comes with less ability or even a total inability to really listen, to really take in other people's words and process them. Poor auditory comprehension. The other aspect of an excess in this chakra could be gossiping, you know, speaking in a way that's not mindful, thoughtful, speaking in a way and using words that is not supportive energetically of others and have malintentions, having a really dominating loud voice without different notes or different volumes. And also have you ever met that person who's always interrupting everyone else? That would be an excess. And so to heal an excess of this chakra, the sweetest, most powerful practice, for sure, is practicing silence. Practicing Vipassana meditation, mindfulness meditation, meditation from the Buddhist tradition, which have you know ties attached to Burma and Tibet, where they really practice listening in a room to the sounds around them. And you can do that at any point in the day. Simply be quiet and listen to everything you're hearing, close to you and far away. I love that practice. Singing, chanting. If you're not familiar with chanting, check out my episode 24 with rock star Yogi chanter, Grammy performer and nominee, Krishnadas. And we speak all things chanting, how to start a chanting practice, the benefit of it, etc. Humming is also a really sweet practice that you could implement. (laughs) And listening to someone without expecting them to listen to you. Going somewhere like your supermarket or where you buy clothes and really making it a practice to strike up conversations with people you don't know and committing to not really sharing a lot about yourself but really taking in their energy and what they're saying and even conversing with them. Taking an art class or writing, writing to get that language and ideas and excess of energy out onto a page in an aligned way. Get it out of one's body. Joining a choir, a community choir, or a group singing with others can be really healing for this chakra. Psychotherapy is always so great for this chakra, whether you have an excess or deficiency, right? Because it's learning about communication skills how to work with words skillfully and fashion them. And when I say deficiency, that would mean a lack of healthy, built-up reserve of energy within this chakra. And that would manifest as fear of speaking, small, weaker voice, or having difficulty putting feeling into words. It could also be exhibited by extreme or even mild introversion, shyness tendencies, someone could be tone deaf, or simply have poor rhythm, which would be an indicator of a deficiency in this chakra. So practices, in addition to psychotherapy and refining one's ability to communicate one's feelings and thoughts, would be practice telling a story or a joke. Maybe you learn a joke or two on purpose, and then throughout a week, purposefully share it and lighten people's days and also bring this chakra into more balance. Loosening one's neck and shoulders can be huge for healing this chakra, particularly with a deficiency. Like with the excess singing and chanting or whistling even can be sweet in an individual setting particularly. Practice breaking a silence with someone. Sharing a truth, perhaps, and it doesn't have to be a huge, groundbreaking, earth-shattering kind of practice. You could simply decide, okay, I'm going to share this week this little thing about myself that people don't know in my world, and I'll just make it a practice to do so with a bunch of people, like your favorite color or something that simple, because our practices don't always have to be like these huge Herculean tasks like we think they need to be. Small, consistent ways of being really add up in the long haul and create profound healing and transformation. Taking an art class or writing class could help heal and soothe this chakra and as well meditating and focusing on the sounds around you like with the excess can be very sweet or blasting music in a room or a car which is so fun, I think. Yeah, my kids always tell me in the car to turn the music down. I thought when I had a teenager that would change, but it hasn't. But it's been good for my chakra. (laughs) Plan on calling someone on the phone that you were going to email. I know this is like heresy in this day and age, but it can be good for this chakra. And it's nice to talk to people still once in a while. The scents associated with this chakra and oils and plant medicine are clementine, blue chamomile, hyssop which was used as purification in rites by ancient Hebrews, it's aka European mint, eucalyptus and peppermint oils. So so yummy. The rocks and gemstones associated with this chakra that you can work with and use to help create balance and healing are turquoise, solidite, which is this really beautiful royal blue, celestite, which has a higher vibration and is light blue. And the yogic Indian god or goddess is Saraswati, who is the goddess of speech. And she's always depicted in art as being of the waves and with waves from the river around her. Her name Saraswati literally means... Full of waves. And she is the archetype that lives within you as you, associated with sound, with the beginnings of things, right? The beginning of this universe, whether you believe in the Big Bang Theory or there are many other ideas about it. But often there was some kind of sound. In the beginning there was the word. In many yoga traditions, it's Aum or the drum of Shiva, a sound, burst the universe. So sound and one could study or contemplate, learn her mantras and study, sit and commune with her. The day of the week associated with this chakra is Wednesday, Mercury. All about communication in Western astrology, Mercury is considered. And the mantra, the mind tool, is hum. Hum, H A M. It's called the seed mantra. So it's said it silently lives in the throat chakra. And if one sings it or repeats it aloud or even silently, which is called a japa, the silent practice, it helps naturally heal and balance this chakra. I mentioned the day of the week associated with Mercury, and so just parenthetically, it can be a great and wise practice to just, if you're having an important conversation and you can schedule it on a Wednesday, you might consider that. Try it, see what it feels like for you. Now, statements or feelings that have the overtones of the following phrases I'm about to say might indicate that you have some sweet work to do with this chakra and it's an opportunity for you. So I'll say them. See if any of these resonate with you. I have a difficult time saying what I think and feel. I often lean towards saying what I think what others want to hear I feel like no one hears me and I have a hard time expressing my ideas with clarity. If you have a pretty balanced throat chakra, then you might have a really resonant voice or people tell you, you're such a good listener, thank you. You know you communicate clearly and you rock living creatively. Perhaps you have fabulous timing, pitch, rhythm. Those would all be sweet symptoms that are not really so at all. Those would all be sweet byproducts of having a balanced throat chakra. And now I'd like to share with you some affirmations that you can repeat and we can practice them now. And maybe you write them on a little sticky note for yourself and commit to reciting them once a day Or you put them in your phone as a reminder that you're working towards healing this chakra. And again, those little practices can make all the difference. The little things are often the big things. So you can silently repeat after me or aloud if you feel free and like you want to do so. I express myself with
1: clear intent. My voice is important. I speak and I hear the truth. Creativity abundantly flows in and through me. Now, I mentioned
0: before how neck releases can really be so fabulous for people with imbalances, particularly deficiencies in the throat chakra. And so you can get some professional guidance on neck stretches and releases and healing work on the, on the, the throat, neck, and even the shoulders. Often misalignments in this chakra can result in sore throat issues Thyroid problems, neck and shoulder pain, hearing issues, jaw pain, and TMJ, which is really rampant in this day and age. And so definitely take care of the physicality because the throat chakra and the chakra system in its entirety is a web interconnected into your physical body. Now, there is a story in the yoga tradition and lore about an archetype and energy called Shiva, who actually has a blue throat, and if you see any art or you Google Shiva, he's often depicted as such. His nickname is Nilakanta, which means the the blue-throated one. And Shiva, like every character in Wisdom Tales, lives within you, as you. And his story has gone on from long, long time ago. Up until right now, in your very own heart, psyche, and body. And it just so happens that there was an ongoing conflict between the gods and the demons. And when repeated conflict started to escalate, so many people were being killed, and there was so much suffering that both the gods and the demons decided together to bring forth the elixir of life, called the Amruta. The elixir of life, which was hidden in the oceans, was the answer to immortality. And they decided if they could become immortal, then they could fight joyfully, for war is just a terrible business only because they thought it causes a lot of death. So if they could handle the death part, then maybe war would be a wonderful thing. And so they actually got into a partnership together and decided to churn the oceans. And the story goes on to say that they took a large, beautiful snake and they wrapped it around all the oceans and together they worked to churn it. And initially when they started to churn it, instead of the amruta, the elixir of life, which did not end up arising, a deadly poison came out from the bottom of the ocean. This was known as halahal. And the deadly poison started coming up in huge quantities and the gods particularly got scared because they realized that so much poison coming up, it would destroy the entire world and no one knew what to do. And so in many of the yogic tales, the bottom line in the divine masculine form and wisdom when people don't know what to do, they call on Lord Shiva because Lord Shiva knows how to go to the forest for 10,000 years at a time. And he sits and he meditates and he knows how to be quiet. And so he sources all of the answers. There is the divine feminine aspect of the bottom line energy who also knows lots of answers. and really helps create a lot of peace through kicking a lot of butt, and her name is Kali Madurga. But today it's about the divine masculine Shiva. And so they asked Shiva, they begged him to come, and they showed him the enormous amounts of poison coming out of the oceans. And they said, please, please do something. And without even thinking or any concern for himself, he took a big vat and scooped up all the poison liquid and began to drink it. And when he started ingesting it and it trickled down into his throat, everyone was scared because they thought, oh my God, he's going to pass. But instead it stopped at his throat and began to literally turn his entire throat blue, emanating this beautiful blue light in all directions. And so his throat and the practices that he held within himself and his commitment to them actually alchemized the poison into this beautiful blue throat emanation. And so I invite you right now, to take a moment and if it's safe to do so you can close your eyes or you can simply listen to my words but begin to breathe and feel into your own throat space notice what it feels like the front of the throat the back of the throat the sides of the throat And then you can silently or aloud begin to hum a little bit. Maybe say the throat seed mantra, healing mantra, hum, or you can simply hmm, and feel your literal throat pulsating with vibration and sense what that feels like. And then you can quiet the sound and simply pose the question to yourself. And don't try to figure it out intellectually. But this is an invitation to do what's called a dharna, where you ask a question and you let the wisdom from your own life practices arise up naturally for all the answers and all the wisdom live within you. Is there some truth? waiting and burgeoning within myself that's waiting to be articulated. And then you can simply take note if anything came up, and if not, that's fine too. Staying and breathing and feeling into your throat chamber, I invite you to consider what prejudices or beliefs dwell within the shadow of your being. Maybe from ancestors in the past that live in your DNA, beliefs that you've absorbed from childhood or from society, but you know what they are. What quote-unquote mental poisons live within you that are now ready to be churned and brought up and out to the surface? For Shiva had the power when the poison stopped in his throat and didn't go down any further to spit it up and out that's the power of having something in one's throat and so I invite you to ask yourself really authentically and see what arises what poisons mentally what stories of toxicity are ready to well up and be offered out ready to be alchemized into light and something more elevated.
1: You can take note of what
0: arose. Keep breathing and feeling into your throat space. You can retouch it or keep your hand there. That feels right. And simply ask yourself this last question Which story am I ready to transform and release? Which MP3 file that I play in my mind that I know is. A long time coming and ready to be
1: transmuted.
0: Sometimes it takes you a long time to sound like yourself. And so I invite you right now, any thoughts that came up, insights, revelations, write them down remember them, put them in your phone, contemplate them. For this journey of finding our voice is just that, it's a journey and it's a process and it's ongoing. And our throats and our voices are this powerful petri dish of alchemization. And though our words aren't tangible, they're of such value when we practice aligning them, refining them, hearing those murmurs of our heart in service of them. So may you claim your voice. May you refine the stories that you tell yourself. About yourself and about others, about others you know, about others and those you don't know. May you watch the words within and the words that go out. May your throat not be a slide that careless, harsh words shoot down, but may they be like Shiva an alchemizing container that parlay and exude light. Find your voice, claim your sound and let the music of it sound like who you truly are. Thank you so much for taking these words in my words in it means a great deal namaste thank you for taking these words in i hope they ground inform and inspire you on your journey of the mystic path if you like what you heard please write me a review on whichever platform you are listening also check out my exciting patreon page at patreon.com slash modern mystic where I offer all sorts of uplifting yoga classes, meditation classes, and other amazing offerings from my guests on this podcast to all my incredible supporters. Even folks who donate at the $5 a month level are so appreciated as every cent helps this busy mama of three. Or check out my website, ModernMysticLove where you can purchase yoga videos of all levels with me, ranging from gentle yoga up through advanced asana, and also meditation videos there. Keep on meeting the present moment where the magic lives, one breath at a time. Namaste.